and welcome to the Podcast by ARMY podcast, where we talk about BTS, ARMY, fandom, and research. We are your co-hosts, Dr. Kate Ringland and... And Jer Tauher, a university student. Awesome. And today we are talking about Kim Namjoon. Happy birthday. Kim Sok Jin, Min Yoon Gi, Jokho Sok, but mostly Namjoon because he is it's his birthday happy birthday Namjoon the love of our lives most iconic leader best leader by the way best leader that's his title he owns that yes. title yes As he okay should. all you Kate all you <laughs> all right so okay so we're starting with favorite song um which i already said off air i don't actually i i don't think i can do it actually pick a favorite you don't think you can do it i don't (laughs) can we just okay how about instead we talk about like we could talk about his his solo songs from the bts discography and then any of the mixtapes or the album or indigo is that more doable? Wait, I could talk. Okay, I could talk more broadly about what his music has done for me. Okay, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. real. That's real. Okay. Yeah, because um, okay, do this without getting emotional. No, um, I so mono was one of the first BTS mixtapes that I listened to. I think that's true. I had listened to D2 briefly when I was very first getting into BTS. So I was trying to figure out what was going on. But then the one I really listened to first, like kind of religiously, was Mono. And Mono is still the album that I listen to for a number of reasons, but it's my, like, if I'm in a really dark place or really upsetting things are happening, it's the album I put on when I need, like, that comfort music. Um, But it's also the album I put on when it's, like, a rainy day and I just want to sit with my hot chocolate and look at the rain out the window kind of a vibe. So it is multifunctional for me as an album. So, and that was one of the, the, that was... That was very, very early on in my in my foray as an army. And so I think that might have been one of the one of those kind of epiphany moments where I'm like, wow, this this is it for me. This these musicians and especially this the guy that wrote these songs is it for me. But yeah, I could literally, I could wax poetic about all his music all the time. Like I just, he's an amazing writer, like lyric, lyric wise, he's amazing. And then the different sounds he puts together. And I just, I have, yeah, it's so much that I don't, I can't articulate it well. What about you? No, I get you so bad because I also had a special attachment to Mono. Um, Mono was like the that that Mono was also my this is it moment. You yeah. know, like I listened to it and immediately grew super duper attached to it. 
and made it, I made it my whole personality, literally. Mm -hmm. like my, my, my Twitter username used to be thinking of mono. So I just, I would be thinking of mono all the time. And I, and then my YouTube channel is actually named after mono too. It's M thoughts. Wow. So M for mono thoughts, mono. but it's Got like it. an oxymoron because mono means one and thoughts are plural. So it's an oxymoron. <laughs> it's fun. But yeah, I I also don't think I think it's very hard to encapsulate Namjoon's impact on BTS's music and just like his his music in general into yeah. like one like organized, easy packed thing. Cause oh, yeah. his music is so impactful and so complex as well. Like if you did all if you look at the dual set Bangtan translations for Trivial yeah. Love, it's it's so right. long. It's extensive. There's people always talk about the the Saddam and then I don't know how to pronounce it in Korean, but it's like the how the sides of your love like get shaved off or get rounded. Right. right. The and, Saddam to Saddam. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's like the sorry, I'm just learning korean seriously for the first time so i can't explain this very well. but it's like the the square character yeah so okay it. so yeah, go ahead Kate. so the word, for people, the word for people has uh the m sound at the end and it's yeah. a rectangle it's a little rectangle and then if you all you do is change that rectangle to a circle that means love yeah so you're changing people changes to love if you erode the edges which is yes. and so i i do this every time so i have a shirt for people the song people i have a shirt that says people on it um in hongul and anytime somebody's like oh what does your shirt say because you know people like to be like that um yeah i don't just tell them oh this means people i launch every time every time somebody makes a comment about my shirt i launch to a whole explanation about people to love i'm sure everybody just loves me for it but yeah that's yeah so there you go that's yeah so, so it's 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 to me just him being a person that thinks about these things it's just my mind melts a little bit in awe yeah it's like I, i've i've like a few people say this before on twitter but it's like he's literally like a poet who became a rapper yeah. And well, rapping is poetry yeah, in itself. There's there's a whole right. thing. He's like, a, he's like truly living the poet life as a rapper. He is. Yeah. And yeah. like rapping itself, like, okay, I have a controversial opinion because oh. I love rap. And my favorite rapper is Kendrick Lamar. <laughs> my favorite rapper is Kendrick Lamar. There are layers here going on, but I the think way rap I don't you know what that means go ahead <laughs> okay we're gonna have a conversation after this but okay, Kendrick okay. Lamar okay there's a lot of historical contextual things so with rap and hip-hop Kendrick Lamar is like seen as like the modern kind of like he he represents rap very well in kind of where it is now and like the culture you know behind rap and like black culture as well uh -huh. and he also doesn't in some ways he represents it well but also he doesn't and it, it's like very nuanced that type of conversation but it's kind of 
my belief in a way that rap itself might even be like above poetry or it might sit beside poetry instead of being looked at as like inferior to poetry oh because for sure. it's not just the just the words it's not just the lyrics right. it's it's also like thinking of how the rap works within the music and how right, that right. combines together so right. namjoon is one of those rappers where very much like the work that he does it it transcends even just just word just music it's like the combination of that together makes his music so impactful in that type of way he is he is like i know okay there's a lot of people who like sing high praises for bts and are just like bts are they are like like they do everything and they're the best at everything but like i truly believe that namjoon is like one of those rappers that like sits beside all the iconic rappers of our current generation like a hundred percent and a lot of people may say no because he's like a korean rapper and he's not like from the culture or whatever but there's a whole other conversation we can have but he very much is like one of those people that like he represents and just does his music so well and it's it's incredible it's actually incredible and I, I love him so much for that. Like, everything, honestly. RM1, by the way, I know he doesn't talk about it. He doesn't even acknowledge it anymore, which is okay. Like, as an art, like, I, like, we're all artists, right? So, like, we yeah. all know how it feels. Like, when we look at our old work, we're just like, I don't want to associate that with it with that anymore. Yeah, yeah, I've <laughs> moved on. Was, yeah, I, I know that feeling. Oh, my God. Even though RM1 is, like, life-changing. Like, actually life-changing. Yeah. <laughs> Listen to that. Yeah. Oh my god, that whole that this like it's so cohesive from okay, Namjoon's like well, all the members are like this, but it's like from beginning to end, whenever they make like an individual project, it's so cohesive yeah. the whole way through. Yeah. I love and, that so much. Oh my god. It shows how they value music so yeah. much. They they care because yeah. there's so many musicians now that release albums and it doesn't matter what order you listen in. Yeah. But right. BTS care so deeply about the story they are trying to convey yeah. over yeah. an album. And oh, I love it. I love it. I love Namjoon. Love his music. Yeah. <laughs> yes. We're connected through mono. Oh my God. <laughs> this does not surprise me for some reason. <laughs> it doesn't. We're literally, there's sometimes where like my mom will be like, wow, you're like best friends with your professor. And I'm like, yeah, we kind of are. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> What a world we live in. What yeah, a what a world we live in. It's just that we both connect with BTS I like get on the same level. Yeah. And like Yeah. I don't know, you don't meet a lot of armies where like you connect well, you may connect automatically with an army, right? When you first meet them. Yeah. But like being able to connect with an army on like the same level where like you both intrinsically understand BTS on that level, it's like it's a relationship that you can't compare with. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I like I like have my mutuals and like that. And like those people that I know, like the relationship I have with them is so different from like the relationship I would have with like someone I know IRL who identifies as an army. Like it's so different. Yeah. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. And we're all brought here together. Yeah. 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 I'm gonna say I think there's like there's some interesting layers there because I have people who I'm mutuals with that I am actively like in smaller group chats and stuff with too that I feel like mm-hmm. 
talk daily and we have a better understanding of each other than even the mutuals that I am more like active with on the timeline and stuff. Anyways, it's really fascinating the different ways. And I think, and I also find it fascinating the different points in which people like find those connections. Cause like some people like, you know, connecting in different ways, but like at the end of the day, I'm, I feel like most of us are here for the music. Right. And I think that is fascinating the different ways people have um, kind of have entered the community and the ways that they like are inspired by, or the ways they interpret the music. Oh, definitely. Yeah. It just like, it all goes back to Namjoon, first member of BTS who joined. It, It all goes back to Namjoon, first member of BTS leader of bts iconic father of k-pop yeah. i'm just gonna keep saying that until it catches on okay <laughs> all right <laughs> i know people are just like we don't care about k-pop and i'm just like well if we're gonna have to exist with k-pop we might as well claim it and say no i'm just the father <laughs> of it he literally like literally okay that's a there's a different topic for a different video going on here but <laughs> Yeah, essentially, we love Namjoon. He's amazing. And, okay, we have to talk, let's talk about some of our favorite things about Namjoon as well. Yeah. Do you want to go first? I'll go first. Okay, go ahead. I I have a post-it of notes. Ah, cute! Yeah, okay, so it's just literally like one note. Um, But the thing, and it's very related to what we were just talking about, Um, but the thing that I think of first when I think about Namjoon and and the things that that he has I mean he's given us so much but I the thing one of the thing one of the one of the many things that I love about him is how he has made being smart and he has made not just like not just intellectualism as like oh i can you know calculate numbers in my head or i can you know i'm tech smart or whatever the cool smart is right now he is like he brings intelligence to culture in a way that i find like so like that kind of you know all the stuff he does with art and museums and you know all the things he's done with his instagram account stuff like he's just made that kind of just like subtle I'm here and I am just absorbing the world and then I'm going to give it back to you in a beautiful way. Kind of, he's made that a thing that I, that's one of the things I really love about him. And then relatedly, he has made nerdiness cool in a way that makes me feel valid. And I think that a lot of ARMY feel validated in the way that like, we're here as ARMY, which kind of automatically makes us nerds in terms of like we're here to like nerd out about bts and have this have you know kind of this font of random knowledge about bts and be able to talk the drop of a hat about bts in different ways um he has his own nerdiness that he you know like with the pokemon and different things that like it feels like validating that we're all just kind of dorky nerds together in a in a way that isn't you know dismissive or I don't even know what but yeah so like just that that general you know 
vibe makes me feel like it's okay for me to be here and to share the different things I've done and the different ways I can contribute to the world and appreciate the world and see beauty in simple things. And, and he kind of lets us all have the space for that. Yeah, I agree with that. His, it's like his existence validates you as a person. Yeah, yeah. And and also to go back to what you were talking about earlier too, like he, he makes culture so accessible and like yeah. art so accessible. Like it, it's kind of like how he, um he was named as like an ambassador or something or like recognized as an ambassador of the arts. It was in Vogue magazine. I don't remember exactly, but it's like he he's like a patron of the arts and just because yeah. like he loves art he loves culture so much and then he just shares it with the world which is so beautiful yeah like yeah. i don't think i can think of any uh, like another celebrity figure at this moment who makes culture and art that accessible I don't know any other celebrities or public figures so I couldn't but I agree yeah (laughs) but it's just like it's like and it's not in a way that's like in your face right it's just like he's just like hey I'm out here this is the life I've decided to live this is how I'm gonna be and I'm just gonna share that with you yeah Um, and I I love the way that that has at least in the community that I have on Twitter and stuff I love the way that kind of has fostered like this general like lots of my lots of the people I follow and the people in my space all share their like pretty pictures and share the art that they're seeing I had oh my god yes I had a move that like went to went to um went to Spain and and she was sharing all of her like museum pictures and like and it felt like an okay space even though this is technically you know army space or whatever like everybody's sharing all this stuff they're doing out in the world and in this really cool way and like um the whole sky for nam june thing oh yeah where everybody's just like you know here you know it's just very very simple like here we are together in this under the same sky kind of stuff and like it's very but being able to kind of share that and connect across all these different things and then art being one of those things that is truly global like it's one of those things that everybody can appreciate so oh definitely yeah to like add on to that as well I was gonna say my favorite thing about Namjoon was Namjooning Namjooning <laughs> yes thank yeah. you that was, that was the direction this was going it's like it's like it's like the you know when 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 I'm out and or like I travel like for work and stuff right it's like yeah I always make sure to take a day to do something you know, to go Namjooning, essentially. Am I going to go to a museum or if I'm just going to go to a park or whatever? Yeah, for sure. It's so healing. Like, it is. It it makes you feel... Like, I've done Namjooning a lot. You know the one audio... There's an audio on TikTok and Instagram reels where it's like Namjooning and it's like when he's reading the definition of Namjooning and then people put clips of oh. them Namjooning. And I, I, I don't, I've I don't done know, I that multiple... <laughs> I've made multiple Namjooning yeah. videos because it like there's something so Namjoon about it and it, repre- yeah. it represents him so well like I remember when I first entered the fandom I said I like Namjoon because he likes trees and yeah it, it it continues to be true it continues to be true he is just the most 
warm, kind tree in the forest. Yes. And it provides, he provides shade for everyone. And it's, it's beautiful and it's wonderful. And I love yes. him. <laughs> do you, so do you have a favorite, do you have a favorite Nam Juning moment? Oh my God. That's a, I can't answer that. That's like, I was trying to I find have, a favorite I have, I have, song. I, I actually, I actually, I actually, oh, know, you do? I actually okay. I oh my God. Share, share. Yeah. You have, okay. you did it. I, I I have the ultimate answer that will probably never ever change for the rest of my life. Yeah. Um. So I was in Seoul for a conference for the BTS conference, coincidentally, and Ooh. I stayed a few extra days. And on one of the days, I went to the Hyde Museum and did all that, and that was fun. That is actually not the part that stuck out for me. The part was after I did the museum and I said goodbye to my friends and I was on my own. I um, walked across the bridge that was right there by the museum and in the center of the Han River was like a little island kind of like in the middle of the bridge and you could yeah. take the stairs down to this island and it was it had a bunch of trees and you could kind of get down on the grass kind of right by the river and so I did I walked over there I didn't know where I was going I didn't know any of this at the time I was just wandering I was just like I'm just gonna wander around Seoul for a little while even though it was ridiculously hot because it was July anyway so I wandered down these stairs and I found this park on this little island and I stuck in my headphones and put mono on and was just sitting by the Han River under the trees watching everybody go by that there were people out running and walking and with their dogs and whatever and I was just sitting there on this island in the grass watching the people go by next to the river and listening and I just sat there and listened to the whole mono album and that is my favorite non-juning moment. Like I said, it'll never change. That like, uh... yeah, I, that was one of those memories. I'm like, I'm really glad that in my life I got to do this. Yeah. That's so beautiful. <laughs> oh my God. I want to go Korea so bad. Oh my God. It's like, if I don't get a go in my lifetime, what's the point? What's the point? <laughs> <laughs> Like, this is kind of like a meta, like, this is, like, side story. But, like, I'm trying to figure out how to study in Korea right now. It's kind of expensive. Mm -hmm. But I want to do mm -hmm. it so bad. Like, if I don't get to. I don't know what's the point anymore. It's, like, <laughs> like, I don't know. It's, like, this whole conversation with Namjooning. Like, Namjooning, to me, is, like, so close to my heart. It's, like, yeah. it's, like, one of those things, like, when you're in ARMY and you, like, understand it so intrinsically... And, like, you apply it to your own life as well. Yeah. And I, I don't know. It makes me emotional talking about it. Because I love Namjooning. Yeah. And I love going out and Namjooning. And just, like, taking pretty pictures. Especially because yeah. we both, we, we're in Santa Cruz. So, like, it's beautiful there already. And. Yeah, that's true. Oh, my God. It's, it's so amazing. But, yeah, yeah that's, that's me being awe and marveling about Namjoon. He is. Yes. amazing he's he's the best of us honestly and when the aliens come and they want to take over earth we'll protect him yes. <laughs> take me instead <laughs> take me instead don't take him it's like take us to your leader and we're like uh nah you can't have it <laughs> no you can't <laughs> too bad so sad should have come here earlier 
but he's ours now, so. But yeah, I love him. And I love Namjoon so much, but I really hate it when people try to act like they can overstep that love and try to control him. You know what I'm talking about, Kate, right? Like, there's... Yeah. Like the whole conversation of like around solo stands as well. Like I know we're talking about like how much we love Namjoon, but there's also like a lot of people who try to act like they love Namjoon, but th- they like overstep and they try to be controlling of his career, of his life, and of who of who he is as a person too. And yeah. I know we talked about this in Junk Cook episode as well. We're like like we're very anti-solo stand. We're both armies. Really? We're only yeah. army. Our- BTS's fans are only army. There's no other yeah people who are fans it's like you're an army or you're a casual stan that's it and yeah. other than that that's life and yeah. i feel like namjoon in particular a lot of people don't see his solo stands or they don't they don't think his solo stands exist. i don't i honestly i cannot remember a moment where i've interacted with one or seen one ever so take it away <laughs> yeah well while that is true that there's like not a lot of them it's still like they're very interesting in how they try to establish themselves close to arminess, even though they're solo stands. They're I feel like out of all the solo stands, solo stand groups for each of the members, RM solo stands. I hate having to attach Namjoon's name to it. Whatever, that's a whole other thing. There's no way to detach the name, but I don't want to give them their own name or anything either. I I hate that thought, but. Essentially, like RM's Namjoon Solo Sans, they try to be in proximity of arminess, but then they're even though they're trying to be close to arminess, their victimization of the member and like attempts to control the member are still there. So I think the existence of RM Solo Sans is super interesting because they try to, I can, I don't know if I can speak about, but behind the scenes of the fandom, they try to work with different army groups and try to act like army but they still victimize in everything so they they're very much like they try to be close to army but then they're not army and i don't know i'm not scared of namjoon solo stands they're in particular they're basically the opposite of namjoon they're not very bright they're (laughs) this this goes back to kind of how every solo stand is the complete opposite of the member they supposedly love (laughs) <laughs> which which is very it's very interesting how it's opposite because yeah, you think funny. it wouldn't be but it is because those people they don't understand the member and they misinterpret that member so that way they can yeah. carry out whatever agenda they have so rm so the stands in particular they are not the brightest light in the world and then jin so the stands they're not funny at all they're completely boring dull people <laughs> and then Yungi solo stands. Yungi is like the sweetest, kindest person in the world, has the biggest heart to give to everyone. And then his solo stands, not his solo stands, we don't claim them. Those solo stands <laughs> don't belong to him. They don't actually love him. I'm going to say this. Yungi solo stands, I hate that we have to attack. Okay. I'm just going to say the per- the member's name in like their proper media name, like Suga their stage names and like that and then solo stand because i don't want to attach their name to the solo stands because the solo stands are not even not even they don't even love the member at all but should have solo stands in particular they're vile they're like 
evil and yeah. mean and they're like they're like clap they do clapbacks and they and they try to seem super duper cool and like i don't care about anything but but yumi cares a lot about many things in the world oh my God, he cares so much yeah he he is so kind and so caring and i i in particular i hate i hate how sugar solo stands they try to associate with him when they're not even like him at all it's like this they have this whole idea of him that's not even him it's it is actually okay for each of the members it's 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 insane and then i feel like that's true of all the all of them it's like they just yeah they live in some other kind of reality that they've created where it's like not even the people anymore it's their own, you know, their own doll-like version of whoever they think they're yes. scanning. Yeah, it goes back to the whole control thing as well. Yeah. And it's like yeah. how J-Hope Soa stands are, like, not positive ever. Or, like, they also, like, don't... Oh, my God. I have a whole whole thing to pick with J-Hope Soa stands. They're also... You know how J-Hope is a very meticulous person? And yeah. J-Hope Soa stands aren't meticulous at all. A lot of them, this happened, I think, last year. There's like a lot of them, like, try to brigade the Bangtan subreddit. Brigading is, by the way, is like where a bunch of on Reddit specifically is when a bunch of people try to jump and dogpile a thread or a person. And it's called brigading, and you can't do it to a server. It's in the Reddit rules, actually. And it's, it's Woodfin, like, Reddit, like, the culture of the site as well, that if you brigade, yeah. you're kind of like, you know, a piece of work. And right. a lot of J-Hope solo stands did it. And I was like, what's wrong with them? Honestly. And then mm-hmm. that's how J-Hope solo stands are. And then Jim and solo stands, disgusting, horrible people. They're, they're scary. They're they so are scary. scary. I've like spent way too much time interacting with them. They're scary. There is not an ounce of like kindness in them. No. While Jimin is like an angel. He is like yeah. Truly. the most kind and like most gentle person you will ever meet and then the solo stands are just awful yeah and then there's there's v honestly all of these so not i'm not gonna say these it's not his he does not claim them it's all the solo stands that act like they do love v all those people they i feel like they're all just visual stands at that point because none of them have a grasp or understanding of his music or who he is as a person at all. Listeners can't see my disgusted face right now. <laughs> yeah, Kate's very disgusted. So also with like this whole layo- like how layover is being released right now with Love Me Again and Rainy Days. Yeah. Like these solo stands are proving that they don't know V at all. Right. And they are just disgusting and horrible. I hate them. And then there's Jungkook solo stands that are just... I, I don't even know how to describe them. They're like... It's like... It doesn't even feel like they know who Jungkook is. It, it goes back to the, like what you're talking about as well. It's like, it's like the idea of Jungkook. It was like yeah. the idea of the member. It's not even the member at that point. Right. It's... Because I feel like how people how not people but like solo stands describe jungkook is so devoid of any understanding of who he actually is as a person and it's like they they default him as like some generic pop star or celebrity 
and not right. as like this... we've seen that a lot a lot especially since seven yes just like, it's like you know completely stripping him of his culture completely stripping him yeah. of like his history as a musician it's it's crazy so yes in this namjoon birthday episode we're going to talk about how he hates those stands because honestly it feels the most appropriate with how namjoon is the leader of bts just recently this morning there were a bunch of the solo stands trying to twist namjoon's words because he had a live recently where he talked about bts being together in 2025 and today the V solo stands are somehow convinced that the that V is not gonna is not gonna re-sign with Big Hit. They're somehow convinced. And they they were like, oh, this guy, this RM, this guy, he he doesn't know V. He doesn't know. I'm like, if there's anyone that knows Tay better than Tay, <laughs> it's not <laughs> let's be real. Yeah. So wow. It's yeah, they just they just live in a different reality than we do. They do. It's it's completely fabricated and false and just oh my god. Yeah. We love Namjoon. And BTS will be seven. And BTS are seven. And that's just the yeah. fact of the matter. Oh, also, sorry, I didn't even talk about this, but RM Silasans in particular, they try to act like their army and that then they'll like victimize. But also something they do is that to identify that they're an RM solo stand, other solo stands, is they'll use the word army, so A-R-M-Y, army, right? We're armies. We are army. And then they'll capitalize the R and the M in army. So it's still the word army, but they capitalize R and M to indicate that they are a solo stand to other solo stands. So they can't be filtered out. They can't be searched for. It's just when you see it, you have to be able to identify So you're saying I've probably interacted with a lot of 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 these people and i just don't even know it because i can't even tell them apart from regular army is that what you're saying <laughs> honestly possibly for me personally possibly. i don't think i don't believe there's a lot of namjoon solo stands in the first place anyway because again yeah. he is the leader if you are a namjoon solo stand you are just very you're not the brightest of the bunch <laughs> you are but you are not the brightest light bulb in the building Definitely not living in like any kind of reality because I don't know how you can like solo out the like leader of a group. That's the weirdest thing ever. Like legitimately, yeah. that's very weird. And like the logic one has to live in to make that work. There's crazy people everywhere. Yeah, for all yeah, the there members, are. there are crazy, there are crazy fans who try to act like they're army, but they're really solo stands. Yeah. And in particular for Namjoon, it's a little crazy to do that because he's the leader, as Kate was saying, and just yeah. not cool. It's not cool. So yeah, if you, the other BTS members, and you only like one member, you are basically going against what the member themselves says. And yeah. that's a little embarrassing. Because why aren't you it's listening to them? That's the real question. Yeah. Why aren't you listening to them? Yeah. Like how... Oh my god. It's like how so many other people don't don't listen to the members and like but when it comes to this whole conversation about how the members are like victimized by people and like that, it's really important to actually listen to their words. And 
it's important to actually listen to their words and and what they say because like especially like i think when reading beyond the story uh the book that bts came out with for their 10th anniversary there's so many things that the bts members say that's so important like what yeah. they faced especially what they faced i think we can talk about this here especially when it comes to namjoon like what they faced when they entered the western music industry insane people the most racist xenophobic vile things they can yeah. say and the way they can act and like other the bts members oh i hate it and i hate how namjoon has yeah. to be so close in proximity to that because he he understands english fluently so right he he like sees it way more or like he feels it way more than like right. the other members might because of the language barrier and it, i feel so bad in that aspect because it, it's it's like such a amazing thing to be fluent in a language and to know it but when you know it and then like knowing it kind of like you have to be subjected to like knowing how people act towards you Ooh, right Ooh, there's so many instances kate take it away what instance do you want to talk about with bts <laughs> like entering the west and people just being the worst towards them yeah i so i have a fun story it's not a fun story it's a sad story but no, um, no, there's a there's one of those videos. It's one of the videos that gets shared a lot when these kinds of conversations come up about BTS being the West. But I just remember that when I was very, very, very new army. So I wasn't even on Twitter yet. And I was kind of I had started to like my TikTok timeline was basically all BTS at that point and I'd started branching out and like doing Google searches and stuff because I didn't, I knew I was not getting the full story on TikTok. Yeah. And, you know, kind of like, I need more information. So I'm going to be Googling their names and stuff. Anyway. So one of the very first videos I saw was that one of them walking through a crowd. I think they just, it was an award show. Yeah. It was an award show, but in, the u.s oh i remember and- it was the billboard it was billboard hello once again it is future jertow filming a correction it was not the bbmas it was the variety Hitmakers brunch in 2019 you can actually find the video where the lady says this comment of a bts wearing makeup on the variety twitter account at v-a-r-i-e-t-y it's with hashtag Hitmakers entrance of the decade colon at bts underscore twt so bts is twitter and then a purple heart emoji it happens around 15 seconds in the video this lady goes makeup 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 and there's a bunch of other things she says that you can't really hear that well she goes makeup 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 and then she says jesus christ so back to the podcast and they were like so they were walking they had just come off out of the wherever and they were walking through a crowd and you can just hear this woman really loud because she must have been standing next to the person taking the video or whatever and she just kept saying something like oh my god why are they wearing makeup and why do they have so much makeup on and it was just like this really toxic gross stuff she was saying and i that so that was like one of the very first videos i saw of like especially of them interacting in a western context and i was a little bit like one i was horrified and two i was like super embarrassed because it's just like that's you know it'd be one thing if that was like a one-off but it's just like i know that there are tons of americans we'll just say that have that same reaction 
and kind of that toxic masculinity thing going on with like not you know it's kind of the kind of like the weird thing that we do in this country where we like hyper feminize asian men but also like find any voluntary feminization as like threatening in some bizarre way i don't know i just find the whole thing is like super weird but yeah so then from that video i ended up watching different like i ended up watching some of like the western media um interviews and stuff that they'd done with them and i just was like i at some point i had to just stop and find different content because man like some of the some of the like especially the award show like when they were over here for the award shows and stuff and um trying to think of the like ellen degeneres and stuff doing just like really awful interviews saying, saying oh, I some hate really, that one really asinine things and you're just like it's really embarrassing as like a white person i am embarrassed for all of us in our terrible behavior so that's so interesting <laughs> to hear you talk about it as a white person because like as someone who's asian american it it's like the whole experience of being asian american right like, right just like and also from like asian men themselves i'm an asian woman so i can't really speak on this 100 but like asian men themselves have the same internalized like misogyny and like hatred towards like yeah. feminine asian men and right. it's interesting to see like both our perspectives combining in this conversation because like when bts are feminized i see that more from like an asian perspective of like this hatred and rejection of like feminine traits and like in asian culture right the, like the man of the household and right the the whole aspect of like oh if you don't like rise to the if you're not like a masculine man because there's like this whole thing like today with asian men it's like a it's like this whole like oh my god i don't know how to describe it. it's like this movement or something about like asian men needing to be like more manly or something and yeah ew because it's like you just need to be yourself and be who you are you don't need to be more yeah. manly quote-unquote more manly or anything you just be who you are as a person and that's what matters but it's it's interesting to see like the contrast of bts themselves and there's like multiple layers going on here with like bts are like not asian american they are from the homeland <laughs> they're from yeah. they're from they're actually from asia but then being subjected to racism when they come to america it's like all of that just combining there's like so many layers going on here sorry i'm like getting lost in the layers there's just like too many things going on at once where like bts are feminized yet they're like comfortable with like their gender expression and like who they are as people which is so powerful by the way super Yeah. yeah and then there's like the racism towards like coming like coming like entering into america which is like a white majority society and then like also not even just like how, how white people uh respond to bts but also how like asian american people respond to bts because yeah. i know yeah. a lot of asian american men who vehemently hate bts because because right. because they don't think bts like represent how they want an asian man to look like and right. There's like a lot of those Asian men are like so subscribed to this idea manliness that no longer that does not exist within the realm of BTS because BTS are like feminine yet masculine yet also comfortable and like who they are as yeah. people. And I'm getting lost in the layers, Kate. 
So whatever you want to <laughs> go ahead. No, I mean, I think those like those are all good points, right? And I think that like, I don't know. I think, I mean, I obviously have a very removed perspective in some ways because I see, I, I, I don't know. I see it happening, but it's not impacting my internal state in any way. I don't know. I have a hard way, hard, hard to describe it. I, to me, I, I will say that one of the very first things I thought of when I started really getting into BTS was I was excited and grateful to find seven Asian men that clearly, you know, were confident in themselves and comfortable with themselves and willing to share that with the world and be role models. I was excited for that because I've got two half Asian kids. And so like, for me, there was this moment of like, oh, thank goodness there are going to be people in their future that they can look up to. And, you know, and it's not just all this other toxic garbage that's happening in the world right now. And so, so for me, a lot of my consumption of the Western media around BTS has been kind of filtered through this lens of one, yes, I am a white woman who has to like own the fact that, you know, we behave this way and it's horrible. And two, seeing it through this lens of how it's impacting how this kind of rhetoric and not specifically about BTS themselves necessarily, but how this rhetoric and how the ways in which this kind of filters down to other parts of society, how it's impacting my husband and my kids and how this is going to be shaping tomorrow's society and how what is the society that my kids are growing up in that this it's still okay to have media interviews like this or it's still okay for people to talk like that in public around other people like it's still okay to think these things about other people and so for me there's like there's also a lot of layers and nuance there in terms of like you know I I grew up as a as a young white person. I grew up thinking, oh, society is getting better. But it often doesn't feel that way in reality anymore. And so there's been kind of this, you know, shift in especially since 2020 in how visible this stuff is. And I actually am somewhat grateful for BTS in helping even though it's kind of sucky and terrible for them, but it has made a lot of this stuff even more visible. They make the world a better place. Yeah, they do. Truly. Yeah. It's interesting to hear you talk about how you think you'll impact your kids because in a way, like I've experienced a life where I, I didn't have any Asian role models. So like I'm Asian American, I'm Hmong American, so I'm Hmong. Uh, we're in a minority ethnic group from Southeastern Asia. And my parents, they came over um, after the Vietnam War, both when they were really young children, because they're refugees, because, you know, the war happened. And then if you want to look it up, there's a whole history. We, we could spend a whole episode talking about <laughs> our backgrounds, but like the the Hmong American like Hmong like Hmong people came to the U.S. into other countries in the world because of the Vietnam War, and then 
they all of them are refugees and when my parents grew up they grew up not knowing english at all like my dad doesn't even talk to me about growing up in america because because i think it might have been really hard for him and that's why yeah but my, my mom has talked about it with me and it's like not knowing english and having to grow up that way and and then they have me uh, when they get older and then they have me and I grew up at a time where like my only Asian role model was like Asian YouTubers <laughs> like right. like I didn't even see Asian actors as role models and there's like no Asian American musicians that I see visibly all the time like and I I grew up like that and there's a lot of like Asian actors who I have opinions where a lot of asian i feel like there's some asian actors that are popular now that have benefited by basically appropriating culture from the black community which i am not okay with and i i have very complex feelings about that because this person represents me as an asian american but also i i dislike that that they they represent me in that capacity but yeah i didn't grow up with Asian role models at all. So having BTS, I remember I remember I told my parents like how I like BTS. And then they're like, oh, we're glad you like an Asian boy band. Like right. <laughs> that, that there's like someone Asian that you like. Cause I used to like anime. And they're like, okay, you like something that's Asian. But yeah. like yeah. like I could liking like an Asian boy band, like it's like an Asian celebrity. Like yeah. Just like as an Asian American person, being able to now say that like I, I like someone who like looks like me. And also who's from the homeland, like right. who's from Asia. And like, yeah. it, it's cause there's like a whole, there's a whole other conversation with like Asian American people rejecting the homeland and all that. Right. We just put a whole episode on this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. But, but like, like loving someone who is so comfortable in like being Asian, being Korean and like, Yes. loving that they're Korean and never rejecting the fact that they're Korean like right that makes me like when I was a little kid like I it, like it was really hard being Asian there's sometimes where I hated being Asian because like you get bullied yeah and you get othered yeah and it, it's really hard growing up like that but like seeing BTS and like being able to embrace them and seeing so many other people embrace them it's like this like the BTS have given me such a gift in like loving themselves like yeah. them loving themselves makes me want to love myself and it yeah it, like they're like their album series love yourself <laughs> it's, it's almost like they're trying to tell you something it, it almost is and and they're amazing in that aspect that was a lot kate but whatever you want to reflect on and think about yeah so no i mean like no, that's feel. yeah I, that's like that's i think about that a lot because i yeah. like I've talked to my husband a lot about how he grew yeah. up and he also had zero zero role models like he like he, the 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 few asian asian actors that he grew up watching and and stuff were the same ones i grew up watching and there's like two of them right so like there's just yeah. like it's just like few and far between and there's just like really no real role models out there right and so i truly like all of that was in my head when I was like, man, this is actually something I can get my kids into. And they actually, they love, they love um, watching music, BTS music videos with me and stuff. And so it's been, it's been really nice to have that, that I can actually share most of that with them. Um, 
Your kids yet, are gonna so like, grow up so healthy emotionally. <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. Like it's been really great actually because um I've actually used um some of BTS songs for like life lessons and stuff. Like uh what's an what's a good example of that's um, such a mom thing to do. <laughs> and I know I'm totally a mom. I'm totally a mom. No, like um like my oldest, he was getting super frustrated about something, and I'm like, I was like, this, this, you know, I was like, no, this, this'll this you just gotta you gotta just, just gotta be patient. It'll it'll you'll get through it eventually, and this too shall pass kind of a thing. And I'm like, oh, there's a song. <laughs> and so when as and we were listening to Everything Goes. And, uh, you know, since this is a Namjuna episode. And so, yeah. And so then, and we were talking about, and I was like explaining the lyrics to him. And and so like, now we have that as a song that we talk about when things are frustrating and we need for them to pass. Anyways. Um, so yeah, so I, I do use BTS a lot in my personal mommy. BTS Parenting mommy. by Kate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like gentle yeah. parenting, but with BTS. <laughs> BTS. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I just like, and I'm just really grateful that, that they have made themselves available as a resource for that. Cause I, you know, I truly feel like there's so much garbage out there and there's so much toxic crap that it's just, it's nice to have something that's fairly reliable in terms of its wholesomeness. Yeah. Ah, uh, it's so wonderful that knowing that there will be young Asian kids who will not feel like they can't be Asian. <laughs> oh my god. It's a really nice future to think about, right? Yeah. It's like, oh my god. There's like the uniting Asian American experience is like not wanting to be Asian for a period of your life. Yeah. And yeah. And knowing that there will be kids who grow up who won't feel that, I might start crying. Ooh, I might start crying. <laughs> That's well, actually like, for real. When, when they, when they, when they, when they were um, giving their speech at the White House, I like, I was legit in tears. I just, yeah. I was so. I don't know. There was just like, there was just like so much, like BTS fighting. Yeah, this is just like Ooh. something that like you know, it has nothing to do with your taste in music. It has nothing to do with whether you're a fan or not. It's just like, they're out there being these wholesome, good, confident Asian men, and they're doing it intentionally to be role models for other yeah. people. And I just, they could have know, said, no, they could have not gone to the white house. Exactly. They, exactly. They could have, but, but they did. And that's, Oh, it's so meaningful. It's so yeah. meaningful. Oh, I might start crying. I'm gonna, I'm sucking it in. I'm sucking it in, Kate. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. It's gonna be okay. Future gonna Bye. be okay. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> no, but like, that's another, sorry, that's another example of like taking lessons from BTS's music. Everything goes. Future D Day, future's gonna be okay. Yep. There's so much there. There's so much there. There is. We love it. I love Namjoon. Yeah. Him talking at the UN in 2017. Talking at the UN again with all the other members in 2020. Not 2020. 2021? 2020, 2021? 2020. No, 2020 was the class of BTS. was the YouTube live stream. Different thing. Yeah, which was also very good. Very if good. If you have not watched that yet. Listeners, go watch it right now. 
stop whatever you, well okay you're listening to this wait for this to end and then go watch yeah and then go watch it it's really good but <laughs> so like good. when they talked about the, the the 75th it was the 2021 75th yeah uh un assembly that was so meaningful and then talking at the yeah. white house that i remember when the news dropped that they would talk at the white house i was like i don't believe that okay cool disinformation <laughs> guys i can't believe it once again it's like the <laughs> it's like the jungkook motorcycle thing have right. you know about the Jungkook motorcycle thing? There was basically a bunch of big accounts that tested how quickly disinformation spread, and they said Jungkook had a mi- motorcycle, and then it spread, and people were like, "He has a motorcycle!" And then, and then they like revealed everyone is disinformation. They're like, "See how you guys don't fact check things?" I don't know. It was a yeah. weird way to make a point. Yeah. It was a weird way to make you a know, point. I like as an academic, I have a lot of feelings about that. Actually, yeah. In case you're wondering. <laughs> I feel like like that's so unethical like so unethical. you don't you don't do like what's it called like tests on your on a community that no, you're part you really of shouldn't you really shouldn't you should social, not be doing that's what's called it's a social experiment you don't social yeah. experiment that's on like your community so, it's it's so unethical it's like incredibly unethical because like it just I this is why this is why academics have a bad name because mm. like that you have to believe that i'm sorry yeah. <laughs> it's okay <laughs> but like for real it, like it makes me so mad because it's just like healthy care of your community is like your top priority and if you're intentionally injecting your community with disinformation or bad information and then okay okay just like imagine it this way you've like put bad information out to a community but do you have any means of like stopping that bad information once it's out there no because once it's out there it's gone it's going to get like reposted and tweeted out to everyone and it's going to end up places you can't even imagine because people screenshot and stuff and then there's no like that's it because there's there's no way you're going to be able to make sure you covered everyone who got that bad information you're not going to be able to find them all again to give them the good information to fix it right yeah so like sure saying john cook has a motorcycle is like a super innocuous thing but you can see how that gets dangerous really really quickly and it's just like it's just like it's it's it you're just using people and you're going to make people yes. feel used like i feel used and i wasn't even part of that whatever like i wasn't that didn't even happen to me and i still feel icky thinking yeah, that somebody gross. could do this to me and i i just it makes me so mad because then when i am out there as an academic which i try to be fairly transparent i'm like out there being transparent about myself as an academic i have people that come after me and like oh you're just here to do experiments on me and stuff i'm like i don't do experiments that's not my thing i like i that's literally not the methods i use but like that's why people feel that way because people are out there doing garbage stuff like that and making people feel unsafe and i hate that so thank you jk motorcycle people yes ruining my day making a terrible point yeah i think about that all the time that's why when the the news with the white house first dropped i was like okay yeah. guys good, good joke haha funny haha they're going to the white house and then i saw the videos and i was like oh they're going to the white house big hit, yeah, like, big hit annou- yeah. big hit. they made a weaver's announcement yeah about it and that's how i knew oh it's not a joke okay right. um that's a lot to emotionally process yeah i think i cried right. i cried 
And I then cried. I cried. I cried. When it happened. <laughs> That's so real. <laughs> and then it's like a lot of crying and a lot of it was very amazing to see them speak at the US at the White House though. I think I ended up writing a whole blog post about it because I was so I, I had so, I needed to put my feelings and thoughts somewhere about it. Yeah. It was so much to emotionally process because you can have whatever political beliefs you have, but BTS speaking, like in a government capacity in any type of way, as celebrities, as artists. Yeah. Not yeah. even just celebrities. They're, they're artists. Let's be real. They're yeah. artists. Yeah. They're artists. global ambassadors for good at this point. Yeah. And them getting to have that type of platform to speak is, is incredible. And oh my God. I don't know how, if I was, bro, if I don't know how, like, like, I know like a lot of Korean art, like K-Army's talked about how they felt about it, but like, like knowing that someone like, that you support and you love is able to go that far oh my god that's so oh, that makes me emotional it's okay it's okay i'm getting emotional because i'm one of the people who gets to contribute to the u.s charts and i'm just like oh. okay <laughs> we're working through it we're working through it yeah <laughs> they're they're incredible amazing people and i they should get a talk everywhere Invite them every year at this point. Also, yeah. here's the thing. BTS could have said no. They could have said yeah. no. They I think they didn't they they paid for their whole entire trip to the White House too. There's like an article about that. I'm okay, I'm gonna fact check myself. Fact check myself yeah. in the future. Hello, past Jertau. This is future Jertau editing right now. I would just like to say that you were right. BTS did pay for their entire White House trip. In this article from NME, which stands for newsmediaentertainment.com, it says BTS reportedly paid for their trip to the White House themselves. And this article is by Angela Patricia Susil. And in this article, it talks about, it has since been reported that the boy band paid for their own journey to the White House according to Washington Post contributor Suyon. The journalist claims that paying for their own trip was, quote, something the boy band wanted to do, end quote, citing unnamed sources from the White House. This is exactly what Suyon's tweet says, at L-A-L-A-S-O-O, Lalasso on Twitter. Oh, I asked if BTS paid for the trip or the White House paid, and it was BTS. They paid their own way. This was something they wanted to do, per White House sources. And this was on May 31st, 2022. So yeah, past Jertau was right. But I do this? think that, yeah, no, I do think there there was something about, but there was something about them paying their own, because because of security and stuff, they had to pay for all the security. I don't yeah. know. Anyways, check that. Yeah. But but they went and they, they didn't have to go, you know, like they could have done, like that. What, what time period was that? That was like, what, June 2022. <gasps> Oh my god. Oh, that's right. There's more so context. Only, that was only a year ago? Yeah. But it's June 2022. That's when BTS were preparing for proof. Yeah, it was right in, it was right in the middle. It was right that's right. It was right in the middle of like our a festa running for stuff. Yeah. It I think they went to the White House and then a couple days later proof was released. Yeah. No, so, that's right. So that's right. They, they, they could have been in Korea. They could have been... Because it takes so long to travel from Korea to the US. And they could have been in Korea practicing because they, they had the music show performances. 
for uh, Korean armies that they, they did for for youth and like that. They could have been practicing. They could have been fine-tuning things. They could have been doing anything else, but they made room in their schedules very intentionally to go to the White House and speak on anti-Asian hate crimes. And I think that just, that proves kind of how BTS are like very intentional and they, they're, they're very under, they know their impact and they know like what they can do and, and they use their platform in such a good way. Oh, it makes me emotional. I know. I I, like this whole, (laughs) this this whole, this whole podcast episode has made me very emotional. Yeah. That's Namjoon though. Namjoon himself, just him existing makes me emotional. Like I know we had like the Jungkook episode and Jungkook makes me like like so ecstatic and happy to live life and like live life freely. Yes. When I reflect on Namjoon, I'm just like, oh my god, my whole life flashing before my eyes. <laughs> like Nam- like Jungkook is like the youth in me and Namjoon is like the self-reflective, oh my god, my life type of in me. Mm-hmm. I love how each member brings out something from all of us. It's true. I that that is very true, and they all evoke something very different, which is like kind of amazing when you think about it. It is. Oh, and I will forever love all of the members for everything they do. I yes. I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful we're able to be armies and love BTS. Just oh my god! It. Imagine that, like the timeline happened so that we could be here alive at the same time as bts it's beautiful it's genuinely so beautiful all right i guess coming up to an hour and 30 so we've been here a while kate any final thoughts for the final thoughts happy birthday non-june i hope it's a wonderful birthday this was a lovely episode i'm gonna go listen to mono after this yay me too actually (laughs) and then i'm gonna go listen to indigo and then i'm gonna be like how on earth does he think he's gonna be making a project that is five times better than indigo he's gonna take his shirt off i swear to god he's gonna do it please don't say that i will faint (laughs) this is future jared howe again just to give some context kate and i record this episode before namjoon posted his gym picture of his shirtless back so we thought we were safe during that time and also, yes, I do acknowledge Yoongi has gone shirtless in his pictures to Instagram, but he has never shown us his torso. So we're still counting that as him not showing us him shirtless. And we are safe, and Yoongi will keep us safe forever. Okay, back to the episode. No, I actually believe if he says five times better, I'm like, there's nothing that can be better than this other than a shirtless nonchalant. <laughs> other than him, his torso? Is that what we're saying? Yeah. <laughs> no, but he's the only member left. Because Hobie, he, he like, wore, like, that very revealing top to Fashion Week. And then... This is Tay true. Vogue photo shoot. And then Jimin set me free. Jungkook is Jungkook. Yeah, <laughs> Jin, Instagram that. pictures. So Namjoon... Oh, no, Yoongi! No, Yoongi also... Re- no, he didn't. Yoongi no. didn't. Yoongi's no. gonna keep us safe forever. I'm so... Yes. I'm so- I trust Yungi. I trust him. Like, He'll never the fact that he like lifted his his t shirt up off his shoulder and then flexed his bicep. That was enough. I don't need any more from him. No, that, that was plenty. 
I trust you, but I feel like my life is threatened by Namjoon right now. I feel like yeah, he's gonna pull something. Yeah, yeah, that is quite. It's quite dangerous now that you've mentioned it out loud. Thank you for yeah. that mental <laughs> image that I am now gonna be carrying around with me. Thank you. I'm terrified, actually. Because <laughs> first workout picture, like the workout, like the whiteboard. It yes, was, like, the whiteboards. I'm just like uh, this making me feel like a lazy butt today. Thank you. This is a threat to my <laughs> life. Scared. Yes, we'll scary. stare over here. Yeah. <laughs> but that's happening and we love him for it and we appreciate him. Uh kind of yes. my final thoughts. But How do you gonna, I do I do actually yeah. I do actually think it's gonna be epic because that untitled song that he shared with us was so good. Oh my god. Uh it it I am so excited to see the rest of it. Me too. Oh my god. It's gonna be so good, Kay. Uh okay. So okay, we gotta wrap it up. We gotta wrap it up. <laughs> <laughs> okay my final thoughts happy birthday Namjoon he's amazing he's fantastic I love being represent having someone to point to as an Asian American and be like they're so amazing and they're also Asian oh, I'm so oh my god Kate I'm gonna I'm so happy for your kids they're gonna be so healthy with their Asian identity oh it's gonna be so good okay yeah <laughs> it's gonna be great oh my god but yeah, overall, we love Namjoon. We're happy to be here. Yes. Have a wonderful day, everyone who's listening. And take care of yeah. yourselves. Go listen to Mono. That's self-care. Go listen to, yeah, go listen to some Namjoon and go some do some Namjooning. Yeah, go Namjooning today. That's your homework for today. Yeah, go Namjooning. We're <laughs> academics. <laughs> We're all homework oriented. Uh, as your professor, I'm initiating you some homework. Go do some Oh Namjooning. my God. I roll. <laughs> 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 but yeah thank you all so much for listening have a wonderful day go nom juning listen to mono and remember to stream bts songs and music stream everything yes. bts always stream bts we only stream bts in this household thank you <laughs> have a wonderful day goodbye bye bye